Welcome back to Money and Politics in Delaware. We're talking to Wilmington Trust today as we approach the end of the quarter. And uh, William Beckstein is a uh, private client investment advisor. And let's jump right back into it. Uh, let's talk about trends, if you would. We kind of set it up in the first segment with equity numbers. But uh, is it fair to say some of what worked in 16 perhaps stalled or failed in 17 and what's out is in? When you look at the world, what do you see trend-wise, Bill? No, I think I think it's a little bit of yes and no. Uh, emerging markets continue to do well, so they they kind of they they did fairly well last year, and they're frankly they're the leaders this year in returns. Um, U.S. large cap stocks, I mean, they did well last year. They they continue to do well also in, in 2017. Uh, to your point, uh, growthier. It's there's kind of been a switch in terms of value growth. So value uh, value based stocks, dividend paying stocks and whatnot, had a better uh, 2016 than they're experiencing so far in 2017. So really, it's kind of the tech names are doing better. I mentioned that you know, the Nasdaq up eight percent year to date versus the S and P up five percent. Uh, also, uh, U.S. small caps uh, had a great year last year. I want to say they were up uh, uh, for the year over twenty percent. Uh, just uh, you brought the broad uh, the small cap uh, this year they that stalled a little bit. Um, one other uh, sector you might point out: uh, financials, obviously, with the. Um, uh, after the election, uh, uh, the prospect of uh, less regulation, higher rates, they really popped at the end of 2016. They've stalled a little bit in 2017. Let's talk a little bit about interest rates. Uh, I've been in this game a long time, game in a positive sense. Uh, thinking back to the early 80s, we uh, flirted with double digits, nearly 20 per- I mean, We were in double digits, flirting with 20%. If my memory, and I'm doing it totally from memory, May, June of uh, 16, we hit that low on the 10-year. I believe it was 1-3. All of these are questions. Give us a uh, history lesson on interest rates, Bill. No, so uh, I mean, obviously, going back to the early '80s when uh, the ten-year Treasury hit 15 percent, we, we've come a long way uh, down to, as you mentioned, the 1.3 percent on the ten-year. Um, so it's it's uh, you know we've had a 30-plus a uh, year bull market in bonds. Um, looks like it's losing some steam, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're heading for a bear market in bonds either. Um, rates would need to move you know, fairly precipitously to to have that, and the Fed has has communicated that rate increases would be would be measured. Um, um, so, you know, we had a rate of on the 10 year of about 1.8% at the election around the election time. And, and now we're up around 2.4. So certainly with kind of the, the, the Trump bump, we've seen, you know, the prospect of higher rates and whatnot, uh, that, that certainly has moved up. Um, the Fed just put through a rate increase, uh, was it last week of, uh, you know, 25 basis points on Fed funds. Um, and, and, you know, the expectation is that we would have a couple more increases uh, uh, this year. So a total of three increases, a total of uh, 75 basis points or three quarters of a point. On your side, is there anything in particular that we want to talk about, tips versus high yield, or do we want to push on anything you want to clean up on the fixed income side? Um, You know, it's it's interesting. I mean, most of our clients, uh, they're the the largest – Part of their their bond stack, if you will, with with wealthy clients, uh, taxable or municipals, and they were hit they were hit pretty hard after the election. Uh, just kind of a double whammy because of the the prospect of higher interest rates and lower taxes, which would make them a little less attractive. So they had a tough November. They they frankly they've bounced back uh, in 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 early 2017. Uh, I think year to date up a couple percent. Uh, uh, now taxable uh, nominal bonds were were impacted after the election, but not not quite as much. Um, high yield. 
yield. Um, you know, there's still a decent yield carry there, um, so we don't have a huge amount there, but uh, still, that 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 can that can be uh, interesting in that way. Uh, just just because you know we're not going to put all of our our, our stack uh, all of it on on the, on the nominal bonds. Uh, just to answer your question, tips uh, tips have had a tougher time since the election. They don't do great when rates are moving. They typically, if rates stabilize at higher levels, they do a little better. So they've had a little tougher time since the election. All right. All that said, as dramatic as I can be on the radio, uh, drum roll. And uh, and again, uh, let's put our disclaimer out there. We're taping uh, midday Friday and that every suitability form is different. Every client is different. But with all those disclaimers out of the way, generally speaking, what is your advice, generally speaking, to most of your clients? Well, again, interest rates obviously are key. So we see the Fed raising uh, two more times in 2017, and it's going to be a a moderate increase there. Um, um, You know, we're we're eight years into the bull market, and – you know, although the the PE ratios are high, we're we're still we still believe positive returns uh, can continue. Um, you know, we're we're frankly in Wilmington Trust is a bit higher in terms of our prospects for GDP growth in 2017. Uh, it's kind of been trending along, coming out of the recession, uh, you know, two percent or so annualized. We're estimating three and a half percent annualized uh, for 2017. Um, Global growth, um, I think it can be decent, especially the emerging market countries. Um, if, if Europe can get past its political issues, I think their prospects are better. So, you know, bottom line for, for my clients, you know, I tell them, look, you have to take some risk in a prudent way to, to, to get return, to get real inflation-adjusted return. You know, think about cash. I mean, it's safe, but you're, you're, you're basically getting no return. So you have to know thyself in terms of your risk appetite and be a long-term investor. Um, you also have to know that it won't be a straight ride up. There's certainly going to be bumps along the way. We saw that on Tuesday. We saw that a little bit yesterday. You know, Trump uh, and, and isn't going to get all of his policies through. And, and there, frankly, there is a little bit of a conflict there in terms of, you know, his business savvy versus his, his political, uh, uh, you know, uh, knowledge, I guess you could say. And, and you've got to give us one more, not have to, but I'd ask you to do one more. And that's uh, uh, how about a talking to the concerns that you slash Wilmington Trust may have? Well, again, back to Trump. I mean, if if we start to see some anti-trade policies, uh, obviously we've talked about, you know, renegotiating NAFTA. So, you know, Canada and Mexico are huge trading partners. Uh, There's been a lot of rumbling with China. Um, They're the second largest economy in the world. And and the whole Pacific trade uh, initiative was uh, was pretty much canceled out. So we wouldn't want to see that. Uh, In Europe, uh, you know, Frexit. So uh, you had Britain basically vote to leave the EU. And if France... uh, uh, if the election turns in, say, Marie Le Pen's favor and they exit the EU, possibly that would not be good uh, in, our, in our opinion. Um, also have to look at, uh, you know, capital expenditures. I mean, what's been driving this market to a large extent is, is, is corporations using their, their cash to buy back shares. So you could say that's a little bit of financial engineering, but we'd like to see business capital expenditures. And also, if we've seen a little bit, uh, a drawn out health care battle can be a little problematic. And, uh, okay, let's drill down a little bit more, and that is uh, we had our proverbial cup of coffee, as I do with everybody on a pre-interview, but we're underweight, nominal fixed, overweight uh, blue chips, and now in line with small caps. Is that 
probably fair when we're talking asset allocation, that generally is, speaking? That is, generally speaking. So we are total equity. We're overweight, um, and specifically U.S. large cap. Uh, we're also, uh, you know, overweight international, um, you know, and, and specifically we like emerging markets. Um, obviously, there's more volatility there, but uh, it certainly played out last year, and uh, again, they're the leader this year, so we, we do like them. Got less than two minutes, but uh, let's slip a headline in here, at least an industry headline, if you would. Active versus passive, two-part question. What are we even talking about for, we don't want to turn it inside baseball at the beginning, but after you answer the basic, then run with it. What's your thoughts on active versus passive? Well, again, active versus passive. Active would be a, when you when you hire a manager that and you want them actually to pick winners. So you're saying, hey, I want you to pick Exxon perhaps over Chevron or Amazon over Target or Apple. Bet you like that better than say a Samsung. Um, so it makes sense in theory, but the stock market is pretty efficient, especially for larger cap stocks. And uh, there's a lot of information uh, out there, and and most people have access to it. So when you throw in higher manager you know, manager fees, active management fees, which tend to be higher, capital gains, trading costs, it, it, it gets tougher to beat the market. And I think that can be compounded in a, in a low-rate environment. Um, um, so, you know, if you're not trying to beat the market, just, just what you would do is you would invest in a, a broad index uh, or, or a couple of indexes. Uh, they, you know, these are exchange-traded funds or whatnot. They, you know, think Vanguard uh, or, you know, a Fidelity or whatnot. Typically, they're pretty cheap price-wise. They're tax-efficient. They're very liquid. Um, now, so that's that's the struggle. Um, I, I think I believe the coming out of the recession, I think active managers have have underperformed passive passive management. Um, and last year, I believe it kind of reached a, a high where about ninety percent, at least in the equity space, of active equity managers. I got We got a hard close here. So the, hopefully the pendulum swings back to active management. William Beckstein is a private client investment advisor for Wilmington Trust. We will be right back. 